The following program comes to you from the MNL Studios. What's the time? It's time to get ill. Daylight saving time. You're gonna give me more time to find love with my baby. Time. Time. If I could turn back time. Time after time. If I could turn back the hand of time, turn back the hand of time. Does anybody really know what time it is? And welcome in to each and every one of you. Happy March something. Uh, 11th. 11th, March 11th. Welcome to it, the 11th. Tomorrow's the 12th. Yesterday was the 9th. That's math. About all I learned in school. Basic math. Read a little bit. Write a little bit. And I'm lucky to have gotten that. Today, we have a batch of comments, I'm assuming. Yeah. On this day in history, a little thicker than last week. Ooh, I like it thicker. Uh, we have for you more information concerning this announcement I'm going to be making on May 4th. I'll give you the latest on the fan voting, the fan voting for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which artists or bands might go in. I'll give you that. What's in your junk drawer? Uh, junk? Americans are losing interest in having kids. And how early is too early for yard work? Yes. Um... Okay, first things first. So uh, the other day, and uh, you know, this again, this falls into the category of I don't mean to do these things, they just happen. And I know some of these things happen to all of us. Mm. This one was. I don't know about that. Well, this one was scarring. Um, completely innocent. Nothing, you know, blew up or there wasn't water everywhere, but it was bad. Um, we have a certain day each week that a cleaning crew will come and clean the, the place, the house. And, uh, you know, uh, everything stops on that day because they're here. And so um, I knew they were coming. In fact, I knew they were here, but they were upstairs, you know, getting all their crap ready. And I had been to the uh, bathroom that morning. Uh, there by the gym. I, that's where I go to the bathroom. I don't know why I'm telling you. I go to I'm the like, bathroom. Wow. Well, I go to the bathroom. <laughs> and I go to the. Bathroom? I go to the. I I go to the. I go to the bathroom. And um, do I need to come over there and slap you? No, I'm good. It's like you're stuck. No, I'm good. I'm right here. I'm I'm reliving it because uh, this is not something you forget quickly or easily. Um, so they were upstairs and I knew they, they always start on the bottom floor down here in the studio and the, and the whatever. 
and I noticed, I saw that I had left, I guess, I had left the light on in the bathroom. The door was shut, but I'd left the light on. So I wanted to cut that off and, and get them ready. To, Where you go to the bathroom. Right, I, which I had been on that day. And so I wanted to cut the light off, you know. So I opened the door and there was one of the maids sitting on the toilet, pants down around her ankles. Aww. And I... I guess that's when your inner chick comes out because I, oh! I did that. Did she do that? No, no, she didn't react. She, she just, she just stared up at me and I can only imagine what she must have seen uh, because this is a woman who comes and cleans our, our house and now there she is on the toilet pants down around her ankles and I've just squealed uh, and I slammed the door. And uh, then, then traumatized, I just kind of walked around the backyard for a while. And, uh, and then after she was out, I went back in and I apologized. And, and she had already told the other girl that was cleaning with her. And they were laughing about it <laughs> when, when, I walk, when I walked in. Uh, they thought it was funny. I didn't. I, I see the image at night when I lay down to go to sleep. It's there. I see it. And so there was that. And of course, I went up and told Linda about it right away so that she could share in my disgust. And she reacted as she normally does. She just covered her mouth with her hands. Yeah. Well, I can only imagine how embarrassed she was and how embarrassed you were. It was horrifying. It was absolutely horrifying. You know, it's one thing to walk in on, like I'm sure Bradley, he, uh, the, the kids were here and uh, I was in that bathroom, was going to the bathroom and Bradley walked in on me. <laughs> Maybe you should stay out of that bathroom. I, it's my bathroom. Why people keep coming in here and uh, messing around with my thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, wanted to share that news with you. I don't mean to do these things. They just happen. I'm an innocent bystander in the whole fucking thing. My thing is maybe if you pay attention more, shit like this wouldn't happen. Whoa, whoa, pay attention to what? The light's on in the bathroom. I had been in the bathroom and the light was on. I was gonna cut the light off. What about that? I didn't even know they were down here. She came down here early because she needed to go to the bathroom. Oh. I'm assuming. Because they weren't down officially down here yet. I would always know because they bring their cleaning supplies. Supplies weren't down here. Mm. So, I'm innocent in that. Didn't know they were there. Oh! All right. So, um, I told you uh, last week that this announcement that I'm going to be sharing, jokingly, I say the big announcement, and I told you it would be on May 4th. It is May 4th. Um, I couldn't tell you last week because it wasn't confirmed as far as the date uh, with the entity involved, but I can I can give you more information now um, on Wednesday. I think it's a Wednesday, uh, May 4th, Wednesday. I will make that announcement on 95.5 KLOS with Heidi and Frank. I'll be in the room with them, and that's when the announcement will come. Now, I'll repeat what I said last week. I always told you guys, if you listen to this crap that we do, you're special. And we will always treat you special. If we see shirts or if you see you walking around the place with a Market Linda coffee cup, I'm going to come up, up to you and, uh, and say something. So on May the 4th, uh, I will make that announcement at 8 a.m. Pacific on KLOS. At 7 a.m. Pacific, you will hear that announcement first here. 
on the Mark and Linda podcast, you'll have a complete full hour to act on it. And this announcement that I'm going to give is just one part of it. The other parts will reveal themselves as the year progresses. But May 4th, 8 a.m., Heidi and Frank, 95.5 KLOS. And this next part, uh, we did this a lot. I've always done it. Uh, when it came to the show, the radio show, when there was something that I needed for the show, I would ask people on the air, listeners, if you can help me out here. Um, this is actually not only would you be helping me and the announcement, but this is going to be a lot of fun for you. Here's what it is. I need one, possibly two. I'll even take three people who can play the trumpet. And you need to have a trumpet. Don't expect to come there and us provide it. You need to bring a trumpet. So um, the perks of this, now you have to be available on May the 4th between 7 and 9. You need to be getting yourself into Culver City, California. Uh, the perks are that you're going to be in the room with Heidi and Frank. You're going to watch, uh, be watching them broadcast. And you and your buddies, or if it's just you, that's fine. You will be the beginning of the fanfare that goes on. Because as you know, when there's a big announcement to be made, there is a fanfare involved. And you will be level one of that fanfare. You'll be the first thing heard when it comes to the announcement. So if you have a trumpet and you play it, I don't even care if you play it well. That's really not important here. Uh, you'll be able to come down and be a part of the announcement and play your trumpet. So again, you need to be in Culver City, May 4th, between seven and nine, and you'll be in the room with Heidi and Frank and me and be privy to the big announcement and you'll be part of it. And there's a chance that I will say something to you on the air and you'll have to respond. So you need to be able to respond. Talk and play the... These are, these are important <laughs> things. These, these are very, you know, to take my suggestions to the deal. So uh, if that's you, then simply leave us a comment on, on here on the Mark and Linda podcast. Leave us a comment with a contact uh, situation and somebody will get back with you. So here's Skeeter to review what I just said. Uh, you just, I took from that that you just need to be able to talk and, trumpet, trumpet. and play a little bit of the trumpet. And you have to have the trumpet. And you have to have the trumpet. And you have to have your ass in Culver City before seven. Seven and nine. That's when you're there. You're committed to that. You can't, you can't be picked and they go, oh, gee, I got to leave by 745. No, that's not going to work. Seven to nine, Culver City, you need a trumpet. And if you can play it, gee, that'd be great. But if you can't, it just doesn't matter. It's not important. Do you know how many comments we're going to get now? Well, uh, from, I don't know. people who can't play? Well, how many people have a trumpet? Wait, I do. I could do it. <laughs> Maybe I don't need you. If nobody calls or nobody signs up, then I'll do it. Because I have it. Trombone and a trumpet. The original. Um, so I'm now going to give you three hints on this, uh, this, uh, this project that I've been working on. Three hints. Um, and I'll give you hints periodically when I can think of them. But here's three. Linda knows what the project is, and she can confirm these hints are legitimate. Um, I will tell you, the other day on my uh, TikTok, some guy guessed it, and I freaked out and deleted it. 
I just didn't want it out too soon. But he was guessing. He doesn't know. Wow. So here's the three hints. For this project, for a part of this project, I had to go to Amazon and buy a CD player and a cassette player, which is shocking that I wouldn't have that, but I don't. How many of you do? And by the way, when I went to Amazon, I bought the absolute cheapest they had, and they play like it. Oh. All right, so there's hint one. There's two more. Hint two, for portions of this project, I must, must be in Los Angeles for that. And I have a choice. Have I said anything incorrect so far? Nope. All right. And number three, every single part of this project, every single layer of it are things that I have never done before in my life. This is so true. And I had to bring people in that have done it before to guide me on how to do it. There you go. Those are your three hints. Have fun working on the deal. May 4th, Heidi and Frank, my buddies. Big announcement. What from you? I'm just uh, sitting here waiting on the cold weather to get here. Yeah, and it's coming. It's coming. Our low tomorrow night is fucking 21. When we get up on Sunday, it's going to be 21 degrees. I thought that I had missed the cold because I got to stay in California, you know, during January. But it's back. It's the very end of the front, and it won't be that cold for long, but it will be 21 on Sunday morning. And then on Monday morning, it will be 30. (laughs) And the winds get up to like 25 degrees. And it's raining. So I'm not looking forward to any of this tomorrow however i have i've made soup so i'm ready um today i'm gonna make a pot roast Mm. so we'll be ready pot roast is good for us because you like to eat the meat and i like the vegetables i wonder in fact i'm gonna ask this question because i've often wondered why this is whenever there's inclement weather coming even the hint that it might be inclement weather linda makes soup always even if it's uh, in the summertime okay So my question to you, and I've never asked this, my question to you is why do you do that? I have no idea. No. It's very comforting to me. Where did it start? When we moved here. (laughs) Because in California, you don't have any weather. Okay, well, she does it. She makes soup, uh, and and usually I like it. Uh, Soup is good and that you can put the pot in the refrigerator and it's better the next day, always the case. Never so much so as, as spaghetti. Linda makes a pretty strong spaghetti sauce. Yep. And the second day is always better. And um, what we do is we'll take the noodles that are left over on night one and we just dump the sauce on that and then you put that in the refrigerator. So the sauce sits in the noodles and soaks them up the best fantastic it really really is just killer good with that in mind let's go here and now hey rocky watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat again nothing up my sleeve crystal who don't know my own strength now here's something we hope you'll really like and now comments we have skeeter yes ryan says woohoo so excited to have you back Will you please play Matt's Kokomo? It's been a long time since I last heard it. 
Get that up, yes. Aruba, Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take ya. Bermuda, Bahama, come on, pretty mama. Key Largo, Montego, baby, why don't we go? Jamaica, off the Florida Keys. There's a place called Kokomo. That's where you wanna go to get away from it all. Bodies in the sand Tropical drinks melting in your hands We'll be falling in love To the rhythm of a steel drum band Down in Kokomo Aruba, Jamaica Ooh, I wanna take you to Bermuda Bahama, come on pretty mama Key Largo, Montego Baby, why don't we go? I've always been uh, entertained by that. Matthew can't really sing. Maybe you could tell. Uh, but he and his wife, Eleni, decided to do this. Eleni produced it. And Frank. Frank was did something with Frank it. Frank was in there, and Matthew decides to sing Kokomo. First of all, okay, he can't sing really, and so why? And then secondly, Kokomo. Why? Why Kokomo? I love it. Okay, there it is. Uh, as I said, we were on vacation in Florida, and I'm sitting on the balcony with Linda, and all of a sudden I hear this. She's sitting there listening to it on her phone. That's how much she likes it. He sings great as Kermit. Okay. Uh, Debbie says, so you were talking about September 8th as something that we could be involved in. Can you at least tell us if it's anything that a Southern California people can attend? I have a chance to buy tickets to a concert for that night. So kind of want to know whether or not to do it. Um, I will say this. September 8th will be the second leg of this announcement. And there won't be anything on September 8th that you can attend. So go ahead, Debbie, and buy your tickets for your concert. I wish you told us what you were going to see. But there will be something you can attend a little later. All right. That's kind of like four hints. Uh, well, that was not separ- That was separated from the other three. Mm-hmm. So it's yes, it is a hint, but it's a hint later. Mm-hmm. A later hint. It's a, that's what it is. All right, Tim says, Mark. It's a fucking miracle that you have lived 66 plus years. Things as stupid as you don't generally survive in the wild. Uh, uh, yeah, you know what? I'll tell you the big one. The big one uh, that, that, that could have easily gone badly. Well, it went badly, uh, but I, I, I uh, escaped it unscathed. I was a big fan as a kid of fireworks. I liked them. And I was raised in Alabama and fireworks were legal so we could have all we wanted. And I would get what not all I wanted. My father was Luther. So, you know, Uh, but but I would get a couple of bottle rockets and and whatevers and I would shoot those. But I always got a 500 pack of firecrackers and I would I would blow those up. You know, you put them in the mailbox and you do do that. And that that was kind of fun, you know, but it but it wasn't really just like enough. And I started thinking I was a thinker as a kid still mm-hmm. am oh, yeah so i started thinking then we had these coat hangers uh and back in the day these coat hangers would come with a cardboard tube on the bottom where you would hang your pants 
and it was easy to get them off. You just pulled the ends of the coat hanger and you take that tube off. And I started thinking, if I took that tube and I waxed up one end of it and then unraveled these 500 firecrackers and dumped the gunpowder from the firecrackers into this tube, packed it, and then waxed up the other end, I would have one giant firecracker. So I did it. I made a little hole in the cardboard, stuck a fuse down in there, and I was about to do it in the backyard, and I wanted to see if it would kind of make something heavy move. So I took our family lawnmower, which was a steel-framed lawnmower, and I put the front wheel on top of this giant firecracker, and I lit it. The Well, the fire department came. This explosion was heard, I mean, well, it blew the tire of the uh, lawnmower off. It severed steel. And it was the loudest thing I've, it shocked me. Because <laughs> you're a dumbass. Well, I mean, and, and you know that that metal piece of the lawnmower flew past me. And it was jagged. I mean, it was broken steel. It could have severed my head. But I survived it. And then there's that time that I like to play Superman and I would put on a beach towel around my neck and get on the swing set and swing back and forth. And then I would jump out so that my cape, the beach towel, would flap in the wind. One time the beach towel got wrapped around the seat of the swing and when I jumped, it choked me midair and slammed me to the ground. I survived that one. So I agree with you. It is a miracle that I'm not only still here, but relatively healthy. Could have gone the other way. <laughs> and I don't take, I, I, I loved every moment of every one of them. <laughs> Kurt says, you flooded out two homes. Good thing you had to leave for a month. Some wives would have gone postal on a man for that. Talk about being in the doghouse. Thank you for letting him live, Linda. All right, first of all, I didn't flood anything out. Yeah, you pretty much flooded down here. It was outside. Well, I mean, wait, what are you talking about? Flood, what, the, the gym? No, the the ice maker. Oh, all right. How quickly we forget. Well, I did, I blocked it. Mm -hmm. Tammy says, loved the tender bar. Also, mm. King Richard. King Richard was great, too. Right now, I think Will Smith is the odds-on favorite for the Oscar for Best well, Actor. Well, that's what she says. Will Smith needs the Oscar for that excellent movie. Yeah. Um, also, uh, we watched, this week, we watched the movie about Tammy Faye. I thoroughly enjoyed that. Yeah. Um, both she, Jessica, Jessica Chastain, she produced that film. And she is amazing as Tammy Faye. And then as Jim Baker, uh, Garfield, um, I can't think of his uh, name. Oh, gosh. If you Andrew. Andrew. Andrew Garfield. He played uh, Spider-Man. He plays Jim Baker. They both are nominated. Oh, they both were great. Uh, is really, really solid, especially if you want to know the, the inside of that story. Uh, that movie tells it. Oh, and by the way, hair and makeup, clearly. Because Tammy Faye, the phases of Tammy Faye, they had to get it right. And so they seem to be nominated every single time. So it's worthy of your time. Uh, my, my favorite part of the story that you told about blowing up the lawnmower mm -hmm. was you're talking about them. And the fire department came. <laughs> well, I mean, it shocked. My neighbors came out of houses all around. It was that loud. It was just 
500 firecrackers uh, full of uh, gunpowder. Uh, and, uh, and yeah, they came from everywhere. And I realized at that moment, I've gone too far. Mm, just a tad. I still stand by it. It was so good. Jay says, Mark, it's written in the stars what your grandkids should call you. R.G. Radio Grandpa. Oh, God. And then Aaron says, <laughs> Mark should have his grandkids call him R.G. for ranting Grandpa. <sighs> There's so many things that piss me off. One of them's coming up today. I wonder what that is. I'll tell you. I'm sure. On the show? Mm-hmm. Oh, great. Tom... The orchestrator director, orchestra director, sorry. Thinking back to the morning of The Wizard of Oz, I was surprised to find that M&B had brought in the great Robert Goulet to sing If I Only Had a Heart for Them. I thought to myself, they should be able to sing this. Having heard Mark attempt the Star Spangled Banner this past week, I understand now what a gift he gave to humanity all those years ago. Thank you. And that's comments. All right, well, be, before we go to this uh, thing, I'll share with you, he was talking about when we did the live version of uh, The Wizard of Oz on the Mark and Brian program. Sheena Easton came and played Dorothy, and we were standing on stage, and I was standing right next to her during the live broadcast, and she launched into this. Uh, and it took me by surprise. I wasn't, I didn't know she sang that, that well. Listen to this. <laughs> Orchestra. On this day, back in 1987, U2 releases the album The Joshua Tree. Uh, the U2's guitarist, The Edge, recalls that when they left the studio after recording The Joshua Tree, they knew which two songs were the standouts, but still thought they could have improved a bit on the album as a whole. I remember feeling that we had a few really strong tunes on the album, all right. I think we all recognized that with or without you and Still Love and Family are looking for were great tunes. But I actually remember feeling a little disappointed that we hadn't managed to push up some of the other tunes, the ones kind of on side two, and that I left feeling that we could have made an even better record. Set in your 
It is a happy birthday. Today, Chuck Norris turns 82. Time's up, Ranger. Hey, drop it or you're dead. Never listen. Happy birthday, Chuck. Uh, It was on this day, back in 1976, Paul Simon's 50 Ways to Leave Your Lover is certified gold. Just slip out the back, Jack Make a new plan, Stan You don't need to be coy, Roy Just get yourself free Hop on the bus, Gus You don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key, Lee And get yourself free Ooh, slip out the back, Jack Make a new plan, Stan You don't need to be coy, Roy You just listen to me Hop on the bus, Gus You don't need to discuss much Just drop off the key And get yourself free I have a fun fact Yes This comes from Nancy I somehow skipped her comment Paul Simon wrote Red Rubber Ball Why do I doubt that? Alright, I'm gonna have to look that up Paul Simon wrote Red Rubber Ball by The Circle. Yep. All right, I have to confirm that, and I will. I love that. I hope he did. Let me look it up right now. Because he went from Red Rubber Ball to this. You probably was right. There must be 50 ways to leave your love. Red Rubber Ball is a pop song written by Paul Simon of Simon and Garfunkel and Bruce Woodley of The Seekers. Wow. You're God. welcome. You thank, know, thank you, Nancy. Good Lord, that's crazy. Yep. Okay, well, then that means it has a deeper meaning. All right, we're going to have to delve into this next week. Trust me. It was on this day, 1972, Neil Young released the Harvest album, which features the song Heart of Gold, which hit number one on the album chart. Now, I don't have Neil Young's Heart of Gold and I didn't want to buy it because I didn't want to hear it. Uh, so I don't have Heart of Gold to play, but I do have Heart of Glass. <laughs> so we'll just listen to some of that. 
Just be thankful it's not heart of gold. Uh, this day, back in 1970, I'm going to take you back. I'm going to take you back in time. Many of you were there uh, during this time, 1970. I was an eighth grader. Linda was in kindergarten. Uh, 1970, the Grammy Awards took place. And before I give you the record of the year, I will tell you Blood, Sweat, and Tears uh, took Best Album. Crosby, Steels, and Nash were named Best New Artists. Joe South, Games People Play, was Song of the Year. Isley Brothers earned the Best Rhythm and Blues Vocal Performance with It's Your Thang. And Nielsen's Everybody's Talking was named the Best Contemporary vo- uh, Pop Vocal Performance. Aretha won for her single, Share Your Love With Me. But the big award for Record of the Year was this. Oh. Our friends. Yes. Quiz, what year? Uh, It was this year that Levi Strauss began selling bell-bottom jeans. 1956. 1969. Really? I feel like that's a little late. Well, I can just tell you... Because weren't they wearing them in the 60s? I don't know, but... Well, it would seem... But in the 70s, bell-bottoms were still crazy because right. I wore them all the way through high school. 1969. What is Walker's deal? He wants. He's bored and he wants to go out. I'm going to have to let him out in a minute. Um, it was on this day, 1967, the John Lennon-Paul McCartney tune, Yesterday, was named the most covered song of all time. Yesterday, all my troubles seem so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday. Suddenly, I'm not half the man I used to be. There's a shadow hanging over me. And also, uh, it was on this day back in 1930, former Boston Red Sox pitcher Babe Ruth. Babe was a monumentally great pitcher, and that's what he was known for, not hitting. He was traded 
to the New York Yankees, he signed a two-year contract for unheard of money of $80,000. And he went there as a pitcher, but then he became the great home run hitting Babe Ruth. Got more than they bargained for. And finally, it was on this uh, year back in night on this day back in 1980. Genesis released the song "Turn It On Again." Genesis guitarist and bassist Mike Rutherford wrote the lyrics to "Turn It On Again" as a bit of a social commentary. He says that although times have changed, the song's sentiment still applies today. You know, today everyone's got their iPhones and they're on computers all the time. This has been making the same point years ago when people watch too much TV. They started to believe their life was in the TV and almost like that was their reality. Now, that was a long time ago. <laughs> it's gone the same way. The other day I was walking down the street and everyone's on the phone. They're all somewhere else. The trouble is that if you're on the phone, you're not in the now. People are forgetting just to be in the now sometimes. This song? Yeah. Yes. I have not. Yeah. I don't know if it was a big hit or anything, but it was it was out there. Time for a little bit of humor. Oh, hey, hold on. Elamu said they should call you RG for ranting geezer. <laughs> hey, you know, when you're young and you bitch about stuff, nobody listens. When you're older, they tend to hear it. Yeah, you think they do. Well, I got one coming. Uh, but before we do that, a little bit of humor. Kathy from Lake Forest sent this to uh to the show i'll share it a man in a bar starts talking to a prostitute he says how much for a hand job she said that's 250 dollars." he says jesus 250 for a lousy hand job that's crazy she says honey follow me she takes him outside you see that ferrari I bought that Ferrari with money from my hand jobs. I give the best in the world. So he figures he'll try it. And what do you know? It is incredible. It's a week now before he's horny again. He goes back to the same bar and he asks her about a blow job. She said, it's $500. He thinks that's too much. She says, honey, come out back with me. You see that mansion up on the hill? I bought that mansion with just the money from my blowjobs. I give the best in the world. 
So he takes her up on it, and it was truly amazing. He is absolutely drained for a month. Now he's obsessed, and he goes back. He finds her in the bar. Desperately, he says, I gotta know. How much for the pussy? And she goes, honey, if I had one of those, I'd own this town. <laughs> Thank you, Kathy. Thank you, Mark Benia. All right. So, uh, daylight savings time is this weekend. Can I correct you on something? Of course. It's not called savings. It's daylight saving time. Okay. Thank you. You're welcome. And I don't care. Okay. I've well, been saying savings. And you've been incorrect. Well, that's fine. I just don't see the need to remove the S. Therefore. Because you're, because, okay. Because what? Because. It won't do any good to argue with you, so we just won't. All right, good. Uh, it is daylight savings time this weekend. And if you ask most people, they hate it. 70% of people just find it ridiculous. And, uh, you know, I mentioned this on TikTok with one of my rants, but it's true. Daylight savings time is based on money. Did Money you call it savings on there? Yes. Oh, Jesus. Because that's the way I think it is. Uh, but it's happening. And you can, you can bitch about it. You can hate it. But for now, it's there. You have to adjust your clocks. You could have fun with yourself. You could not do it. And then just guess and hope you show up on time for that important business meeting at work. Uh, but it's happening. So Saturday night before you go to bed, you got to go through the house and change all the fucking clocks. And we have way too many. Yeah, I like clocks. Yeah. What? I like clocks. Why? I don't know. I just do. To look at or just to have? Just to have. Okay. Um, so I thought that today um, we would have a little fun while we hate it because it's coming. It's this weekend. I'm going to give you a musical frenzy right now. And the only requirement is that the song have the word time in the title. I think that's fairly simple, so here we go. Hanging on her door 
when she reached the part that says I'm leaving. Cause I've left that girl so many times before I looked out across the river today
If I could save time in a bottle It's the most wonderful time of the year
frenzy where time must be in the title of the song if i were on terrestrial radio with that list i would have done it and all i would have gotten was complaints hey you didn't play so-and-so time you didn't. <laughs> it's just the way it is all right discussion time mm, discussion after decades of avoiding questions about sex between astronauts and always insisting that no humans have ever had sex in space, NASA has finally said it would be open to researching it. I bet there has been. Exactly. You put men and women up in space. Or men and men and women and women. Absolutely. Yeah. There's got to be that wonder. You know, what effect would it have? Is it better? Is it worse? Is it difficult? Is it the same? You know they have. They may not have officially told nasa they did it but i believe they absolutely have. yeah me too there it is we have decided sex has been had in space and i would think it's better you're floating <laughs> you're floating i mean that just can't suck um a florida man so the question here is what is too early for yard work um a florida man in a bathrobe armed with a gun oh jesus was arrested for threatening to shoot his neighbor for using his leaf blower the neighbor was blowing his yard 
at 7.45 in the morning? Uh, okay. Now, on a weekday, that's fine. But was it a Saturday or a Sunday? Because then I feel like work shouldn't crank up till 8. I'm going to go ahead. Me, This is me. I don't even know that the day matters. I'm going to say for excessive noise, you have every right to do your yard at nine, nine o'clock. Because people are getting up, they're showering, they're having breakfast, they're whatever they're doing. Most people are up and gone to work by nine. So I don't think it matters. Well... And I read that how early for yard how early is early for yard work? I thought you meant to like have a kid do it. I thought that's what we were going to talk about. No, well let's go ahead and talk about that. You mean early in the morning? I don't think that seven forty five on a weekday is early for that. Most people are already up and out. So what you're saying is this guy had every right to pull out his gun and go after his neighbor? Not his gun. That's no. what you said. No, no. No, you just said that. I'm just saying that the leaf blower was okay. No. It's you, not my fault he lives next to a crazy neighbor. You clearly stated that it's okay to pull out a gun and threaten your neighbor who's leaf blowing <laughs> his yard at 745. That's what you said. No. I can't back it up. Mm-mm. No, I'll go nine. I'm a, I mean, that's safe. If I, I'll put it to you this way, if I'm out there blowing leaves uh, at 7:45 and a neighbor came over and said, "Hey, you know, I would I would stop because it is 7:45, even eight. But I if if he if this neighbor came over at nine, and I would tell him to fuck himself. Hmm. So the difference between nine o'clock and 7:45 for me is go fuck yourself, <laughs> is what I'm saying. That's where I am with that. But it's up to I mean, it, yeah, you, you know. I just think that I think that the house is cleared and people are going to do what they're going to go do by nine. So I would be safe there. And I've said this before, when it comes to your neighbors, you don't have to be best friends, but it will benefit you in many ways if you are cordial with your next door neighbors, the ones to your left and to your right. I'll give you an example and I regret this. I cannot stand Rusty Wallace, and he doesn't like me. We fight and argue constantly. We throw rocks. This is. We throw rocks at each other. Why are you saying this? Because somebody is going to believe you. Fuck Rusty. You know, he comes out. Linda and I are sitting on the pier watching the sun go down, and Rusty comes out on his pier, and he's, uh, you know, tying up the boat or whatever. And I yelled over to him, hey, Rusty, shake it like I like. And he half-ass danced. He could have given me the full blown and taken something off, but he didn't. So fuck him. No, um, I, I do think it is important because, for example, when Linda and I go out of town, our next door neighbor watches the house. And sometimes there are things he has to report, like the time he looked down and there were kids walking around our backyard. Our beach. Yeah. And Rob went over and said, uh, do you live here? You know, knowing full well they didn't. But I mean, it, it's nice to have a good speaking term with your next door neighbors. I, you know, I, I was joking about Rusty. He he, he called me. Uh, we were in California, and he said, uh, "Mark, are you in town?" I said, "No, no, we're in California." Well, 
Something's happening with your boat. Well, what is it? Well, I'm not sure, but it's standing up on one end. And so Rusty, you know, I, I call somebody to come deal with it and Rusty helped him. So to be on a speaking good term with your next door neighbors is a good thing. Uh, so there it is. We've decided that it's okay for you to go over with a gun and throw <laughs> your neighbor. A man was arrested at the U.S.-Mexican border in California after he tried to get past authorities with 52 lizards and snakes crawling around inside his pants. Oh, my God. The man rolled up to the border crossing in a truck. I guess he looked suspicious. He was asked, well, I'd be suspicious too if a fucking anaconda is crawling around my <laughs> cock and balls. He was asked to get out for additional inspection. That's when border agents discovered movement <laughs> in his pants. They had him remove them. They found 52 live reptiles tied up in small bags. Oh my God. And inside his pants including his growing gro groin area. The reptiles included nine snakes, 43 horned lizards, which, by the way, are endangered. The animals were seized, and the man, who is an American citizen, was arrested on illegal smuggling charges. And you ask, why would he do that? Money. Endangered. So people love to own endangered things. My goodness. Yeah. But I ain't putting that in my butt. I mean, I'll sneak it across the border with him crawling around my cock and balls, but it's not going in my ass. I don't care how many times Period. Me. Yeah, well, that's the way I say it. Um, are you a public toilet phobic? Like if you need to go to the bathroom, will you go in a public toilet? I have no problem. However, sitting on it, different deal. You Well, it all depends on what I have to do. If I have to pee, I'll go. But if I have to do, if I have to poop, I'll wait till I get home. Seems people are so against using a public restroom to go number two that they will hold it yep. for three hours to avoid it. Serve, and can't you just squat and do it? I think, well, I squat to pee when I'm out. But, you know, if you squat to poop, it's a little messy. Uh, I, I, will, I will share this until Linda screams and then I'll stop. Um, so, you know, we're taking a long trip. And um, we need to get there. And we don't really, and Linda needs to go to the bathroom. She needs to pee. And... Um, so uh, we don't have time to stop, and there's no bathroom there. So she decides she's going to just pee in a cup, in the you know in the floorboard of the car. Yeah. Why it is she feels the need to get down on the floorboard? I don't know. I didn't question it. Uh, but I, what I did question is the fact that while she was doing it, I found it oddly erotic, uh, and uh, and I thought uh, just don't say anything, <laughs> just let it happen. Uh, and I did. I didn't bring it up or say anything, but but I did. I found that to be rather moving. Mm -mm. You peeing in a cup in the floorboard of the car. You're crazy. I don't think so. 
Uh, 66% of people surveyed said they hold it rather than using the restroom at work. No. Anything and everything whenever I need it. 71% said they had a special bathroom they use specifically to go number two at work. No. Oh, wow. Whatever stall was open. And this is interesting. Men are more likely to hold it than women. Oh, wow. 74% of men say they hold it compared to 65% of women. On average, people are holding it in for two and a half hours so they can do it at home. Mm -hmm. Men are willing to wait three to four compared to the ladies. Wow. All right. Junk drawer. Um, everybody has one. This is a drawer that's somewhere in your home where you just put things that don't have a designated spot. So you just kind of load them in one drawer and they become the junk drawer. Linda has always had one. I don't know that I ever did when I was single. I can't remember back that far. But we always have, we have one. Yeah. And they're normally overflowing and need to be cleaned out. Right now, mine does. Isn't it weirdly comforting to know that we all, no matter how immaculate your home is, you have a drunk drawer. So what's in it? Here are some of the answers from Reddit. All right, let's hear these. A screw that looks way too important to throw out, but you have no idea where it came from. Well, I mean, you find it and you're like, I, I might, I, I, I might you know, I might find what this goes to. So I'm going to put it in this drawer. Well, I will tell you that you save everything. You will take things from me like instructions to something that I've thrown out. Oh, yeah. No, I have a box of instructions. I live with you. I need instructions. All right. Pins that no longer work. No, I don't have that. Scotch tape so old that it's yellow and fused to together at the ends and is unusable. Nope. Random chargers. Nope. But you don't know what they're to. <laughs> no one knows, but we save it just in case we might need it again. Keys that you don't know what they go to. Yep, I have some of those. Because you never know. You'd be like, oh, I bet I have that key in the drawer. I know, but all you take is a little bitty piece of blue tape and write on the a tape what it goes to. And then it, I mean, I realize, usually when you throw something in a drunk drawer, it's last, you just toss it in. Right, right. Um, those felt circles for the bottoms of chairs, I defend. Not only do we have them in the junk drawer, but I use them regularly. Because Walker takes them off the chairs and eats them. But that's not in our junk drawer. That's in our organized drawer. Oh, I see. I didn't realize. That's with the drawer with the masking tape. That's, you know, with all the hardware stuff in it. Wait a minute. The drawer with the masking tape is organized? Yeah. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize. I thought, I thought. Where is the junk drawer? Which one is it? It's the one in the middle, where I, uh, right where I charge my iPad. Oh, that's the junk drawer? Mm-hmm. But the one over there with the masking tape, that's the uh, organized. It is. All right. I didn't know. You know right where to go when you need some tape. You I know sure right do. where to go when you need those things for your chairs. I sure do. There yeah. it is. See, I thought that was a junk drawer. Nope. Mistaken. 
one of those lighters with the long neck that hasn't worked since the third time you used it. You check it every time you need a lighter <laughs> and then you put it back in the drawer because maybe next time it'll work. It'll work next time. <laughs> An assortment. No, I can tell you we don't have these in the junk drawer. An assortment of single batteries. No, we have a battery drawer. We do. And they're all organized. Well, you know, we're coming up. We, we've invented a phone, an iPhone that has more computer power than the gadget that landed on the moon back in 1969 but we can't come up with something better than a battery you know the light bulbs i will say uh, fluorescent light bulbs are stupid because they burn too much energy and they go out right away we now have leds they're incredible why can't we come up with a better battery because right now we're still stuck with d's c's triple a double a whatever and they just don't work very long. Like I've got candles that I like to have come on at, you know, dark. Uh, they'll work for a couple of months. Then I got to put D's in them. D's. Yeah. I need to invent a better battery. There it is. Uh, that random Christmas decoration that was found way too late to be packed with the rest. Linda just throws those out. No, I don't. I'm, I'm sitting here thinking I might have one of those in there. A ball of rubber bands. Nope. Bits of string. Nope. A box of matches. Nope. Half a candle. <laughs> nope. Solid super glue. This one I don't think we have. Random buttons. And then my favorite. Taco Bell sauce packets. I, I do have some of those. They're not in the junk drawer. They're in the pantry in a bowl. Um, I, I love Taco Bell's <laughs> mild salsa. No, I'm, I'm going strong. Um, we're cursed here on the exit that we live on uh, off of the main freeway. We've got, you know, like any exit, as soon as you exit, there's fast food. There's McDonald's and Wendy's and Burger King and all that. Um, most all of our fast foods at our exit suck. And they're just dirty. Dirty, nasty, and the food is awful. Yeah. And and that's not fair because, you know, like, um, it, it's just for some reason, every single fast food outlet at that exit just makes bad food. Now, I don't know whether that's now universal because the people, in my assessment, the companies making the very best food are your ones that are not corporate. Chick-fil-A, Five Guys, in and out. I bet Five Guys is corporate. Could be because it depends. It depends on which Five Guys you go to. I went to a Five Guys in um, when we were in California, down by where that Costco is, mm -hmm. by the Northridge Mall. Mm -hmm. It was horrible, mm -hmm. and I will never go back there. But our Five Guys here in North Carolina is great. I will say this too, because. This is what I've experienced. It doesn't matter which location you stop at for these two franchises. It doesn't matter. It's always great. Always consistent. Always good. And you know where I'm going. There's two of them. I'll give you the obvious first. In and out. In and out. 
They serve so much food. It's always fresh. They've got it down to a science. I have never had a bad in and out experience. And I have never had a bad Chick-fil-A experience. Doesn't matter whether I'm in North Carolina or California. Top flight. The best. Can't go wrong. Both of them are not publicly traded. They're owned by the family and kept just the way it's supposed to be. Now, there's... Are we sure about that with Chick-fil-A? I've not had a bad Chick-fil-A experience. No, no, no. no not corporate. Oh, I don't know. I don't know either. I know in and out is not. Right. Owned by the family. Family owned. So, so everything you've said, we'd, we've dwindled it down to in and out. <laughs> No, I, I still stand by. I still no, stand no, by. No, no, no. I meant the corporate. I, I want to look it up. I want to find out. Doesn't matter. It's still good. Somebody will tell us. You see one, pull in. All right, here we go. Rock Hall. Let me give you some rock music. It's not very rock. Neither is that. I don't have any rock here. No. <laughs> we'll go with this. Rock Hall voting. Here's the top 17. No, I'll give you the top 10. No, I'll give you the top I'll give you top 17. Okay. Here's your, these are just fan votes. These don't really mean anything. It doesn't mean they're going to go in because of this, but I think the Rock Hall does look at what the fans want. Basically, it's a committee of like five people who decides who goes in. Um, number 17, Fela Kuti. I don't know. Uh, number 16, MC5. 15, Beck. Number 14, Vote Getter by the fans, New York Dolls. Number 13, A Tribe Called Quest. Never heard of them. Number 12, Dionne Warwick. Now, I would have thought she would already be in. Really? Oh, maybe not. I don't then. think she should ever go in. For oh. what? What did she do that was great? She had a lot of hits, didn't she? Uh, didn't she do that thing where you could call and get uh, psychic? Oh, she, and... she did do that too, yeah. Okay, she go in for that. Because I call all the time. <laughs> uh, number 11, no. Devo. One hit wonder. Whip it. No. Uh, number 10, Rage Against the Machine. Number 9, Kate Bush. Here's a music frenzy. Number 8, yeah. Carly Simon. Now, see, I would have thought she'd already been in. Number 7. Lionel Richie. And another one, you'd think. Are the Commodores in, though? I bet the Commodores are in. I don't know. Yeah. Number six, Judas Priest. Music stopped. Mm -hmm. Let me get to one. Number five. Here's your top five, and I'll give you the numbers. Number five, with 228,000 fan votes... Your rhythmics. Ah. Now keep in mind when I say this name, this is Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Number five, uh, four, 255,000 votes, Dolly Parton. I could see that. Yes. Number three, 328,000 votes, Pat Benatar. Number two, 508, thousand votes Eminem mm. number one 544,000 votes Duran Duran music frenzy oh 
before we get to um, birthdays, imagine this. Doorbell cameras capture all sorts of things outside the home, from package-stealing porch pirates to Amazon deliveries. One thing happened that no one has caught. Emily Johnson of Vacaville, California, was inside her home with her husband when she suddenly went into labor. At first, she didn't panic because the hospital is just five minutes away. But as they were about to get into the car, the baby started coming. Ooh, damn. That's when Emily said, I think she yelled it, I'm going to get on the grass. I'm about to do it here. This is my spot. She then proceeded to lay down. Bless her heart. And give birth to a baby boy. And the entire event was captured on their doorbell camera. Paramedics arrived a short while after the baby named Thomas was born. Took him to the hospital. All is doing well. Good. We can go straight to the chicken, and you'll have to pause it, of course. On March 4th, Sandy Wells turned 60 fucking nine. Mm. On 3-8, Kelly Fisher turned 56. On 3-9, Sylvia turned 55. Rodney Grant turned 63. Allura Gonz... Gonz... Gonzalez, I'm sorry, I messed that up. <laughs> turned 26. Um, on 311, which is today, Tyler Chard is turning 30. On 312, Diane from Glendora is turning 65. And Carmen is turning 54. Buck, 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 buck. Happy birthday, everybody. All right, so people, go enjoy your week. We will be back next Friday with more hints. And by the way, if you play a trumpet or a horn of any kind, or if you think you can, I tell you what, if you have a horn and you're willing to come down and be a part, then be sure to contact us here in our comment section. Somebody will get back with you. You folks, go have yourself a fine week. We'll see you back Friday. Bye, y'all. Get away from it all. Bodies in the sand Tropical drink melting in your hand We'll be falling in love To the rhythm of a steel drum band Down in Coca Aruba, Jamaica Ooh, I wanna take you to Bermuda Bahama, come on pretty mama Key Largo, Montego Maybe why don't we go Throughout Mystique We'll cut out to sea And we'll perfect our chemistry And by and by we'll defy A little bit of gravity 
Afternoon delight Cocktails and moonlit nights That dreamy look in your eye Gave me a tropical contact high Way down in Cocoa Jamaica Ooh, I wanna take you to Bermuda Bahama Come on, pretty mama Key Largo, Montego Maybe why don't we go Catch a glimpse Everybody knows A little place like Kokomo Now if you wanna go Get away from it all Go down to Kokomo Aruba, Jamaica Ooh, I wanna take you to Bermuda Bahama, come on pretty mama Key Largo, Montego Baby, why don't we go Jamaica, ooh, I wanna take you to Bermuda, Bahama, come on pretty mama, Key Largo, Montego, baby why don't we go?